Hey, hey, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. Hello, breadheads. Hello, Eric. <laughs> Big Meat Tie, BMT, what's good? <laughs> Big Meat Tie. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, if I'm be- Big Meat, you're Big Cheese. Damn right. All the heads out there know what's good. Yeah, all the herbs. herbs and cheese you're the cheese they're the herbs that's right don't you fucking forget it (laughs) what's good on this friday oh ah not much man it's uh much cooler outside than it was uh last few days you know a little bit of rain out there uh been switching over to more hardier lunches these days how about how about yourself same thing. I'm finding I'm going for uh, heavier, carbier dishes because of the cooler weather. Wow. What did you uh, end up eating today? Uh, today was a bit of a funny one. You see, at lunchtime today, I had to do a quick dip to Ikea to return some stuff. And while I was there, I swung by their cafeteria and got into their uh, veggie frankfurters they're pretty good <laughs> oh wow that's a classic move there i um yeah. i just realized like the meatballs there are a staple i guess they don't have like the beyond meatball or anything like that no they do all of their own shit they they are um full, <laughs> fully ikea ikea loves to do everything themselves you know they don't want to bring in a third party brand yeah oh wow that's a good point um did they have like weird Swedish names for anything there? I haven't been in a long time. Whew. Nothing that I observed, but I was just in the return section and the food section. So uh, hot dog is, is a weird word in general. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean glizzies? Yeah, glizzy. Yeah, it was a glizzy themed lunch. A couple doggy dogs. Wow. Well, you know but what? I, mean, I had um I had yeah. a glizzy the other day actually. And... Oh, really? This was uh this was fascinating to me because it actually ended up being more or less a sandwich because the glizzy in the middle was split in half and it was like fold it was like opened up so it was like laid flat and then because the bun was so soggy the fold in the bun ripped open so it was really just two pieces of bread on top of like a flattened sausage <laughs> <laughs> and this got me thinking it's like wait our hot dogs basically just like a variation of a sandwich they're kind of like a rolled up sandwich i guess so yeah, so like, it's like did this glizzy have the same like sexual connotation as like a regular glizzy would i didn't, ha- <laughs> I didn't have any problem eating this in front of my friends <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you would even call it a glizzy it new like new ideas typically lack labels that's true yeah when you're when you're ahead of the curve, it's really up to you to kind of brand it and make it your own. Yeah. Guess. So what do you want to call it? Um, shit, I don't know. I don't know, man. It'll have to be. Well, we'll uh, we'll update the description later with our with our idea of what it's called. I think you should call it a a uh, glitzy because that's something you're gonna want to show off. Oh, true. Yeah, it's like watch me eat this uh, non hot dog. Yeah. I'm a sandwich man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even fuck with hoagies on the side. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, for for my lunch today, I uh, I realize I'm being a little bit hypocritical because I made the same thing I I did last episode, 
when it oh, was no. hot outside. Um, a little bit different. Uh, I guess slightly meatier. I had a, I had a bolognese, like rigatoni bolognese. Mm. And um, I upgraded my bread this time, actually. Ooh, tell me about the bread. What flavor? What kind? Um, so went for this like nice little Tuscan loaf. But the improvement here was I spread lots of butter on it. Actually, hold on. Mm. Step back. I didn't lightly toast it. I like really like almost charred it, which is like adding a whole new flavor dimension in my opinion. So I did that, spread on like tons of butter and drizzled some oleo on top. Oh, beautiful. Oh, dude, Mama it was mia. like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was like the best bread I've had in a long time. And it's almost free when you make it. <laughs> you might as well do it. You just had to buy the bread. <laughs> yeah. You just got to buy the ingredients and the ingredients can be expensive, especially when you only rock with elitist olive oils like we do. Um, but highly recommended. I actually got the idea from this Spanish tapas place I went to uh, on Tuesday. Mm. They did that. Yeah, facts. That sounds really good. I'll give <laughs> you a tip for next time you're cooking, though. And I learned this one from, I think, like a Sunday suppers thing. But uh, take your, your, loaf of, your slice of bread, put a little bit of olive, olive oil in a pan, and fry the bread on either side in the olive oil to kind of get this like kind of like crispier grilled cheese side. And then once that's nicely crisped up, skin a loaf of garlic and then just take that piece of garlic and like uh, rub it on the bread just back and forth and cover the entire surface in garlic. It'll actually shave a little bit off if the bread's crusty enough. But like after you've done the whole thing, then you have this like really, really delicate garlic flavor to your bread. It's, it's delicious. I've done it a few for for like a uh, like a pan con tomate kind of thing. Wow, I love that. Um, it's kind of like the garlic oil. <laughs> <laughs> You're essentially replicating Subway's garlic oil experience, like even the toasting part. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this next time. Um, I'm desperately overdue for a Whole Foods trip, so uh, when I do, I'll make sure I stock up extra on uh, garlic. Yeah, you should always have extra garlic. Yeah, I've actually had a quite a bit last time I went. Um, and I haven't gone in like two to three weeks. And I'm still like pretty doing pretty well on garlic. So <laughs> that's how much I that's bought fair. last time. Yeah, fair enough. We're getting pretty late game in the uh, quarantine. So yeah, if you're not keeping up with your grocery runs, like maybe you used to, that's totally acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I literally didn't cook or buy groceries like before february <laughs> it's true for all the listeners on the pod eric didn't start cooking until the core and he's really turned his life around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right i'm really <laughs> working got on his shit that. together yeah i'm really working on my life skills now like being able to actually cook and you know not rely on like food delivery is like a really liberating feeling if you asked me if I was if I'd be doing this in January, I'd be I'd call you crazy because I literally every single meal was ordered. But now look at this guy. He cooks, he cleans, his hands are very soft. Ladies, he's single. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh I gotta say, I think uh I think you're a big inspiration for that, Ty. Seeing your rainbow lunch diet. Uh, you know, when you bring it you used to bring it to the office or when you post it on in our uh, in our chat, you know really inspiring stuff. I'm glad to hear that. I always thought of myself as a bit of a, a role model to you. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. The I want to. I want to quickly. T- I want to take this back actually to the um, garlic bread thought. Yes. I was thinking about like putting things on bread as I was talking, and I just had this like click where like the this is a really weird thing with Subway bread. So normal bread, the like the so okay so let's think about like a sponge if a sponge is nice and dry a sponge will soak up a lot of fluid it's got nothing in it so it's got lots of space to soak up fluid right Mm -hmm. become fully saturated but like subway bread is the opposite the drier it gets the less it absorbs sauce does that make sense i guess so can you give me an example yeah, so like if you triple toast your bread, it almost be it almost like can't soak up any sauce. It's like too dry to be soaked. It it becomes like a a wall to the sauce, a barrier of entry yeah. into the pores of the the nine grain honey oat. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it kind of just skates off the surface. Like you know mm-hmm. when you get to the end of your foot long and it's always like dripping in sauce, and you kind of mm-hmm. have to like rotate it as you eat it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that happens more so with the toasted version. Oh, definitely. And the edges, like the tips are the crispiest point. And the, and this, because, and this has happening. You get that drippage down your hand from the <laughs> sauce because uh, the bread, bread isn't soaking that sauce up. It's just pooling and slushing around there. Like the, yeah. And the it really adds to the, um, really adds to the hand smell. So like, you know, if you're an advanced Subway customer and you are that third level and you are doing things like triple toasting, you are also adding to the hand smell. So I guess in a way it, it evens out, like you're you're letting people know, hey, look, I, I know what I'm doing here. I smell the part. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually one of the best things about Core is that now that I'm carrying hand sanity everywhere, I can like quickly wipe that oh, shit yeah. away. Get rid of that subway smell off my fingertips. Oh yeah, I think the pulling up with the Byredo, uh rinse-free hand wash is like a clutch move. Yeah, that stuff's pretty good. I like the tube it comes in. I think it's more ergonomic than the uh, Aesop rinse-free hand wash. That's exactly why I bought the Byredo one. It's almost half the size and three times the price. But I, I think the the form factor really lends itself to sitting in your pocket better. Because the the size of the Aesop one, it's like a little cylinder, right? So it bulges out of your pocket and you don't need to carry that much with you at all times. It's like, I'm not going to go through this whole thing in one trip, you know? Yeah, totally. And who wants to pull out this little tiny, it looks like a like a, an entire like um, nail polish container. Like that's a huge bulge in your pocket and also not the coolest looking shape to like whip out at any moment. Mm-hmm. I did get a compliment on it when I had it, which is really <laughs> interesting. I was like, this is new, the new quarantine fashion statement. It's like, you know, you, if you're sitting out on the patio, socially distancing, the waitress walks by and saying, like, oh, wow, nice hand sanitizer. It's literally what, <laughs> what happened to me. I was like, this is, this is different, man. 2020 really different out here. Fair <laughs> enough. The brand, the brand recognition is hard on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I do prefer the smell of the Byredo. It's it's really elegant and uh, a chic way to stay safe, you know. Oh, totally. Um, speaking hey, of I, triple toasting, yeah. yeah. Um, 
why doesn't the Subway sandwich artist look at you in the eye when you are toasting your your bread? <laughs> so have you noticed this? Like they always, it's kind of like when you're paying for something at the end of your meal, the like the waitress always kind of just like looks off into the distance so that she doesn't see you typing your pin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with toasting. Like they'll throw it in and assuming they're not making something else while it's toasting, they kind of sit there with their hand on the handle and they just kind of stare off like into the distance. Wow. That must be the most awkward moment for like any sandwich artist is that 25 seconds that it's toasting. Yeah. And if you're tripling that, like, <laughs> like you're really, <laughs> really just kind of standing there. Oh what yeah. Do you, what, do we, what do you think is like going through their head? Like while they're, um, sitting there waiting for your bun to reach that perfect charred crisp (laughs) i don't know it must be social purgatory though um (laughs) i like i think it's really weird when i'm like buying things at the grocery store there the cashier has no interest in small talk when there's a task to be done the only time small talk fills space is when there is no like active task so as a sandwich artist in that moment i would probably just be constantly looking for an active task to fill that Mm -hmm. void for the next 25 to 45 seconds or whatever Mm -hmm. i guess you know we could be thankful that they're not like asking us how how, what are we doing this weekend or or how's our day going yeah no kidding like (laughs) got any plans for the rest of the night (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, better than uh you know when you're paying for your meal at a restaurant yeah that's a good point um, like what would they ask what what is the subway equivalent of that question of the got any plans after this (laughs) i don't know they could probably ask you like so you gotta finish this whole thing or <laughs> double yeah. double bacon's a lot of meat, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a real sodium overload. You're gonna want a glass of water with this, buddy. Yeah. It would be on brand with their um like live fresh mentality to give you some health advice mid sandwich. Like we're moving into the veggie segment of this order. <laughs> You've overdone it already on your sodium, so let's just play yeah. it safe today. Yeah, I definitely recommend some cucumbers uh, with this. Because <laughs> you know what? We're going to need a health kick after that, buddy. Yeah, you're going to want to single sauce it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, single sauce and maybe go for the light mayo, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time, maybe get a salad. Yeah, honestly. Next time, hold the bun. <laughs> that would be such an insult if while they were toasting it, they turned to you and just reminded you that they sell salads. <laughs> yeah. Like remember, this is still fast food, buddy. You're not uh, you're not doing yourself any favors by getting double salami and loading on the sweet onion sauce. Yeah, I used to know a guy. He was my roommate for a little bit. He would order uh, a foot long uh, chicken teriyaki or sweet onion chicken teriyaki, mm. but he would get like double chicken, double bacon, no vegetables. Remove the sauce. It was just remove like meat and bread. Yeah, he was just like no sauce, no veggies. What the fuck? Yeah, so it's just like a loaf of obviously Italian herb and cheese, uh, yeah. double chicken breast, double bacon slices. Oh, double cheese, obviously. Mm-hmm. Probably the yellow. And then toaster and go. Wow. Like... I mean, the, the cheese kind of saves things. Because I was going to say, like, <laughs> the meat itself is uh, not necessarily uh, flavorful. Like, it's not, I don't think it's seasoned. It's just like kind of 
you know, microwaved, tactical nuked uh, <laughs> chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah. need some sauce there. Like we kind of touched on this already, but yeah, the sauce is really critical. The uh, the marinara and chicken combo is still something I think about regularly. It's like so fire, dude. Oh yeah, your parmigiano. Yeah. So good. Um, I want to take this back to uh, the topic of IKEA really quick, where we started, because mm-hmm. I think that like there is a cool like IKEA and Subway. They have a lot in common, like from a brand perspective. They both use like besides both using like excessively bright colors for their branding mm-hmm. uh they're both really passionate about system design ikea mm-hmm. loves to make systems everything they do seems to be systematized and a part of their ecosystem subway i think aspires to be that but they haven't really gotten past just systematic ingredients so wow. i wonder like if ikea tried to do subway's concept as like a sandwich shop i think they would do a really good job of it can you imagine like what that would be like with me? Yeah, I think that's a really, really beautiful idea. Are you thinking like doing Subway style sandwiches in the cafeteria? I'd imagine that would be better. Yeah, I think IKEA could easily consume the Subway business model and then build on top of it. Consume, nice. <laughs> Eat fresh. <laughs> yeah, I also think, um, yeah, yeah, like it's weird. The um, cafeteria is like just this like weird add-on right now. But I wonder if they could somehow integrate their systematic thinking into the dining experience at IKEA. Mm-hmm. Like, I fully customized my Besta bench, and now I want to fully customize my meatball lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, why not do meatball subs and have, like, a plate that perfectly fits the sandwich in it, you know? I'm, I'm thinking of like a bento box kind of vibe mm, where you have like this yeah. like slot in your plate that's like exactly for the sub and then you could um, potentially have like a circle kind of like cup holder thing for the cookie. <laughs> oh yeah. Like you course. know the cup holders on like airplanes like when you sit in economy and you have like the little like ring on the on the tray. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like economy only man. Yeah dude we only fly economy over here. We're <laughs> just, just like uh, Ikea and Subway we believe in democratic design and you know, being economical. (laughs) Uh, Way to save that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, it's a principal thing. It's not a monetary thing. No. We were known to blow the bag on Byrito and Aesop. Yeah, we we choose where to splurge very carefully. (laughs) First class is not one of them. Economy is great. You meet lots of people. Yeah, exactly. It's it's serious. It's probably the same food. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, actually. (laughs) you, you You get to meet them very well. You get to smell... Uh, exactly what they had for lunch. You all walk out of there with the same same sicknesses. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Uh, the other flip side, if IKEA adopted Subway's sandwich-making system, it would also be great to see Subway adopt IKEA's um, ingredient offering. I would love to see Subway sell hot dogs. I think that is like a total missed opportunity. Get some more glizzy in there. Yeah, that's kind of like the comment I made earlier. Like, just split the glizzy in half and then layer it into the sandwich. Like, that's all they have to do is, like, add hot dogs to the meat options. Yeah, totally. They could even cut it for you live. 
<laughs> we're just gonna make an incision straight down the middle yeah <laughs> peel it back and yeah what sauce would you like yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it performing surgery though. on a grape yeah like you know those like fat european wieners mm-hmm. I, and then I, like I that one. was <laughs> hey um like yeah, so you got this like Croatian wiener and you got this 12 inch <laughs> white bun. And, <laughs> and like, so their system is already could easily accommodate hot dog wieners. Throw some like cats up and um, maybe some, re- you don't even relish. They got pickles already. Like, mm. they're so close. Yeah, we need a Dijon sauce. Yeah, what, yellow mustard ain't cutting it. Honey mustard ain't cutting it. Yeah, give us a seed, the Dijon with the seeds in it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I like a little a little pop to my Dijon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More missed opportunities. There you go, Subway. Yeah. You know how like every prison recipe has uh like hot dogs in it? <laughs> <laughs> like um literally you can turn it into like um like a struggle meal by just cooking a hot dog on it and like adding it somehow. Yeah, totally. Like if you're eating like instant noodles, all you gotta do is like to dress it up a little bit you just like cook a hot dog separately and chop it up and then throw that in and that's mm-hmm. like your it's the new like... spam really it's the 21st yeah. century spam yeah see there you go it's much easier to cook than spam you just boil it i guess you yeah. don't have to cook spam but you don't need uh, yeah i mean like but the hot dog you get that like crispy outside you don't get anything crispy with spam you don't get no crunch yeah exactly you get a nice crunch when you bite down on the glizzy it's all about mouthfeel for us, you know? That's why we go to Subway. <laughs> oh, boy. Glizzy's a mouthfeel. This is going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're coming up on uh, Big 2-4, though. Wow, I feel like we got through no topics today. A very yeah. loosey-goosey episode. Yeah, we just reminisced on Glizzy's and Ikea. That's pretty cool, actually. I'm into that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you want to hit our uh, <laughs> listeners with... Uh, some profound thoughts oh geez how do we how do we wrap this up um i got nothing do you have any advice for our listeners um yeah sure let's compare ikea and subway again let's think about how (laughs) um how democratic and open both establishments are to you know creating a diverse crowd um really open its, its doors to everybody and being you know a touch of luxury within the context of everybody you know let's uh let's just like appreciate that for for a moment <laughs> yeah mad props to all the companies that are doing that for people like bringing design to people i think both ikea and subway have done a great job of like you said democratizing design making nice things accessible Mm-hmm. And helping people live their best lives and live a more fulfilling life through their low-cost, high-access mm-hmm. offerings. Yeah. Economics of scale. Yeah. So, big fan of economy class establishments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Splurge where it matters. Uh, not on furniture or food, though. <laughs> yeah, Totally. We're, Unless you're buying olive oil, I love splurging on furniture. Tbh, like yeah, same. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's not true advice, but I think the sentiment is pretty good. It's just like 
appreciate the companies that are making things cheap AF as beautiful as possible. Mm-hmm. Cheap AF and beautiful AF. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's end her. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> Good epi. And uh, thank you to all the breadheads who made it through this episode. Yes, sir. This one's for the real breadheads out there, you know? All right, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Peace.